Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. I am Wade, and I am joined by Kevin today, my significant other. Kevin, he made it back. I am so excited to not be (laughs) winging this on my own today. Hey guys. We had a funny moment um, during the live stream Saturday between me, Kevin, and Dylan uh, at the end of the stream after we cut it off. Someone somehow it came up in conversation. Kevin said something about uh, I texted him last week telling him how essential he was to the podcast. And Dylan, Dylan was like, man, you got a text like that. I didn't get nothing. (laughs) Rightfully so, so, Dylan. Dylan, you are essential to our live streams. We can't have Dylan's diner without Dylan. And you will be the essential backup plan (laughs) when Kevin's out. Right where you belong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man it was just i, I was in tears I, I was crying so yeah, that hard. was funny i think it was after the live stream <laughs> it was it was after we cut it off and we were just talking a little bit after because we were talking about like ownership and like if we ever make money off of this podcast you know who who owns the rights to what and stuff like that and so wade owns the rights was, to everything I, I I made the comment that I said, you know, until other other people start paying into the subscriptions we have, um, and it, it's not just coming out of my pocket, uh, I'm I'm going to probably uh, pocket any any money we get <laughs> from it, which I'm still expecting to be a flat zero. A okay with me? That, that's all right. You know, I enjoy doing this. I'm not doing it for the money. So. Kevin, how are you doing, man? Man, I'm all right. We talk, I mean, I know you and I talked a little bit earlier today, but it's been a week. You know, work has been very yeah. hectic. My boss is out, and then today and tomorrow, his boss is out. So it's it's uh, a lot of pressure. You know. Do you have a Do you have a cup of strong Jawa juice with you right Not now? Not at the moment, because I've heard that gets you through the day a lot easier. Yeah, it, that, it sure I, does. I feel like that would be my problem if I worked from home. Well, you know what? <laughs> like the kicker is that I'm on call this week, oh, so I can't. I, I gotta. I gotta be sober. Well, I'm proud of you, man. It's responsibility. That's right. But it's it's all right. You know, it, these weeks happen. But yeah. um, Zach's there's always next week. Yeah, and, and it's it, Zach's got baseball, so that's three nights a week. Sometimes. Hey, that's exciting, it's extremely though. exciting, but it, it makes for some hectic days because I get off work at yeah. 430. My work schedule is eight to 430 and then his practice starts at five and then it ends so you're like booking it out the door. Yeah, I got to make sure everybody has dinner work yeah. and it ends at 630. So, um, you know, I got rushed home, got the baby to bed and uh, yeah. here we are now. So but it's all right. Busy is not a bad thing. You know, it, it'll be I'm just drained. I don't have a lot of energy. Right. So that's understandable, dude. I can't wait for Gene to be old. Like Penny and I, 
um, I don't know if I said this on last week's podcast, um, but Penny and I went to uh, Habitat for Humanity, like Restore, mm-hmm. um, and got him like this brand new, basically, uh, play school basketball hoop. Cool. And then we ended up going to Walmart and Target and a couple other shops, and we found a T-ball set for like 10 bucks. And I was like, yeah, we're going to get that because, you know, they're all rated like three plus, but I feel like he'll start learning it pretty quickly if we go out there with him and, yeah. you know, like hold his arms and show him how to swing and stuff like that. Let him get used to how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably going to start putting sports on a little bit more um, on the TV every once in a while. I don't really watch outside of football and sometimes basketball. I don't really watch a lot of sports on TV. Yeah. Um, I'm just more of like a, Hey, give me the recap highlights, you know? And then, you know, if I'm in person, it's a different story. Like I love watching sports in person. Um, and every once in a while I'll be like nostalgically in a mood or if like one of my teams is playing and they're on TV, sometimes I'll watch it, but I don't watch sports just to watch sports. I just, I don't have enough time for that. Yeah, I used to, but I'm in the same boat. Like when the pandemic started, I was all about it because you turn on like they were just trying to fill the airtime. I, I turned on one time right. and there was a dodgeball tournament on ESPN and I ate. That was so cool. Uh, I'd, I'd eat that I even up, watched man. a Tetris tournament. Fun fact. One of my buddies, when Penny and I did competitive axe throwing in Arizona, one of our buddies from our league uh, ended up being in the national championship, um, at, which was hosted, I think, down in Tucson that year. So we got to see him. So Strawn Riley, if you're listening, you know, I don't I don't remember if he actually won it or not, but he went to nationals, which was this was axe throwing. Yeah, axe throwing. It was like on ESPN three or something like that. Um, But still pretty cool to see see on TV. Yeah, that's awesome. So now into the Star Wars. Oh, well, before we get to Star Wars, I have to say for any of you other like 90s kids out there, if you loved Power Rangers, go watch Power Rangers Once and Always, um, which came out recently on Netflix. And it covers the same like it's uh, Billy Yost, uh, Walter E. Jones, um, Amy Jo Johnson's not in it. Um, I can't remember her name, but the girl who played Trini is not in it because she passed away a while a while back. Jason David Frank is not in it because he passed away this year, uh, who was the original Green Ranger. And then Austin St. John is not in it as the original Red Ranger. I think Amy Jo and Austin both had like scheduling conflicts when they decided to do this, and they just weren't able to make it. Um, I know Amy made a, 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 a statement about it at one point, but I don't think Austin has made like any super official statements or anything. I just think it was scheduling conflicts. Gotcha. Anyway, they did a fantastic job of just capturing my childhood. Like it felt so much like I was watching power Rangers as a kid again, seeing all these guys together. And, you know, it was originally supposed to be a tribute to Trini. And, uh, then of course, Jason David Frank passed away like a couple months ago, which was really hard because, you know, as a kid, like the Green Ranger was the Ranger to be like he was the coolest Ranger. He was the best at martial arts like um, Tommy Oliver was like the go to guy. And so like I had for the longest time wanted to when I go to a Comic Con because he used to be at like all the Comic Cons. I mean, he would go from Comic Con to Comic Con just over and over and over again all over the place. And he was so fan focused. Like he did such a great job like connecting with his fans and 
So I had told myself, you know, if I ever went to Comic-Con, he was one of the people, he was going to be one of the first people, no matter how many Star Wars, you know, people they had there or Lord of the Rings or any of that, he was going to be one of the first people that I went to, to talk to, because he was just, he was so iconic in my childhood. So it really was hard to see him, you know, um, pass away. And uh, so they did a really awesome tribute, though, to those two characters. And so I, of course, at the end, when they showed the in loving memory of, I just started bawling. Like my, uh, my eyes were Sad. as wet as can be. Rest in peace. But, it was it was great. So if you guys ever loved the Power Rangers, you know the CGI was pretty much on par with the old TV show. So it, you know, in that regard, it really brings back a lot of memories. But uh, I know that was not related to Star Wars, but it was my little piece of cheating nerddom this week. I, I pick like one or two things here and there each week to kind of dive into besides Star Wars. But other than that, um, I just finished. I think I mentioned this on the last episode. I finished the original trilogy, the Thrawn trilogy, um, as of like yesterday. I think I finished the last command. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was even earlier this week. But fantastic books. Holy cow. All three of those Thrawn books were really good. Um, I just started another trilogy, the the Thrawn and then Thrawn... Uh, I think it's Alliances and then Thrawn Treason. So I started that trilogy. Those are the canon uh, ones, right? Yeah, those are, so there are actually two sets of canon books around Thrawn. And I think one's centered around like Republic era. And then one's centered around his rise and climb to power in the empire. And the one I'm reading right now is the empire one. And it's fantastic. It's written completely differently. So like, the the original heir to the empire trilogy um it kind of flips back and forth in storyline between the main antagonist being thrawn and or you could say um sabaroth was you know part of that main antagonist group and then the protagonists with um luke han leia lando um and then kind of the anti-hero mara jade turned hero kind of thing um, but all three of those books were fantastic, but they're very well balanced going between perspectives versus the Thrawn book is solely specifically focused on Thrawn and his, and it's really cool how Zahn has kind of opened our eyes to how, uh, Thrawn, while he's interacting with others, how he thinks and how he, uh, analyzes everything, you know, voice inflection, um, facial expressions, just everything and he just he's fantastic he's phenomenal he's very logical um but he's not uncaring which is kind of weird this book is definitely setting him up almost as like a an anti-hero not really a villain versus in the original trilogy he was a clear villain but he was almost kind of like a a fair villain in a sense like he had a role to play and and a duty to fulfill but he wasn't like 100% unjust. Um, and this is really setting him up to like, I'm reading this book and I'm thinking, man, this guy's like, I got a good heart. Like, I can't believe he got mixed up with the empire <laughs> and why didn't he get out? Um, so, you know, it's just, it's a great book so far. I'm really excited to read the other two. And then after I'm done with that, this trilogy, um, I'll probably take a break from Thrawn and move over to Darth Plagueis, which I've really been wanting to read. Um, so 
very, very excited for that. What about you? Well, speaking of Darth Plagueis, I just got that last week. Oh, is that, that's one of the ones you picked yeah, up, Yeah, I right? can't wait to read it. But it's, unfortunately, it's pretty low on my list because I got a buddy that loaned me a bunch of books, um, uh-huh. like old books that I'm really excited about. There's the the Corellian trilogy, um, okay. the, uh, I think the Mandalorian bounty hunter. I think that's what it's called. Um, it might be like bounty hunter wars or yeah, something maybe. like that. And then the, the Jedi Academy ones. So, Oh yeah, I've been wanting to read. Yeah, those. I'm excited. To, and I'm going to read those first just because they're loners. You know, I want to get them back to them right. as soon as I can. But, um, I am, I have about 15 pages left in, um, Dark Lord, The Rise of Darth Vader, which I don't think I've talked about on the podcast because I wasn't here last week and I got it the week before. Right. Uh, so obviously I've flown through that book. I was going to finish it last night, but I was just, I couldn't keep my eyes open. I was so tired. Um, yep. But it's meant to be the sequel to the Revenge of the Sith novelization, which I have not read. Um, but it it basically it takes place right after. I don't, I don't know that there's really much of a a time jump at all. Um, Okay. It follows obviously Vader and Palpatine and then a group of Jedi that survived order 66 that um, I hadn't heard of before. Have you ever heard of, um, I can't remember his first name, but his last name is shrine. Mm, I don't know that it rings a bell. Um, I had never heard of him before. He pretty cool, you know, but you're reading that book for, for Vader. And it, it really, it had, I had texted you and Dylan about it. There was a, a breakdown of the suit. Like he's breaking it down almost. And it, w- it might've been right. the most immersive couple of pages that I've ever read in my life. Like I, I was in there with Vader huh. hearing him. Like he, he would explain his breathing mechanism and then he would say, but this isn't breathing. And he would describe what he sees through the, the helmet and then he would go, but this isn't seeing, you know, like really just it really illustrates how he's in there, but he's he's not living a, a life. You know, he's a, he's a slave. It's it was cool. And it one of the things I loved about Brotherhood was how you see Anakin start to. Like learn how to use his mechanical arm. That was right. a theme in this book, too. You see Vader okay. start to like getting used yeah, to his suit. Yeah, on a much larger scale, obviously, because it's three of his limbs. Um, right. Well, no, it's all, I mean, he already well, had the, the one arm. It's, he already had the, you're right, you're right. I see what you're saying. And you really, you see the, maybe it's just me, uh, but I really felt how much he really was like, I regret the decisions that I've made and I hate myself. But you also see, him use that for the dark side, you know, to grow stronger. And you see, it really illustrates well how Palpatine just manipulates everything about him. And he is just as much a slave as he was on Tatooine. Yeah, but if he had just let Mace finish the job. Um, One of the cool things, so you remember with Brotherhood, um, one of the things that wasn't my favorite was I felt like the final battle was a bit anticlimactic. Um, not this book. The, the, the big final battle was awesome. Like the way that it was, it's written by James Luceno. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, he described everything like where the lightsabers are slashing from. Like it, 
it, very descriptive. I strongly, I recommend this book. I've only, I've got a few pages left, but I've, I'm kind of in like the epilogue part. So the main right. story's done. Like I, I know what happened. It's just about where are they now almost. Uh, okay. Really good book. Really, really good book. I think that you should check it out. I might read that after uh, Plagueis because I really wanted to try and get some of these Thrawn books out of the way early on before Ahsoka comes yeah. out. Because, um, you know, I was familiar with the character Thrawn, but I didn't originally read uh, the Heir to the Empire books in my childhood. Like, I, I mostly stuck around prequel yeah. uh, content. So, you know, there were some sequel books, or not sequel, original trilogy era, New Republic era books that I read. Um, but it was much more focused on, like, the junior novels sure. that came out, like, tons and tons of Clone Wars missions for uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin and other Jedi and stuff like that. You know, Jango yeah. Fett and Boba Fett. And so, I, I, you know, I wanted to try and get a much deeper picture of who Thrawn is. Uh, before we see him in Ahsoka, because we got some of him, obviously, with Rebels. But other than that, you know, we haven't really gotten... I, I haven't had it, too much interaction with, with him and who he is. So. I definitely want to read those books, too. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're definitely worth the read. Um, they're written differently, but they so far, there's nothing that really contrasts with one another in terms of his character. Um, so, and I'm hoping that continues through these three books. Um, and then maybe I might get around to the Ascendancy books at some point. But right now I'm really just focusing on like Thrawn in the Empire. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really the important thing. I mean, me. I guess what's next for me, one, one cool, I'll fly through this. I'll probably have it done by the next time we record. But my friend gave me a copy of the original A New Hope book. That was it was written by George Lucas. The copyright is 1976, um, so it was it's the original. It's not called A New Hope. It's called Star Wars, um, and it's it's just the I don't know if I want to call it the novelization of the movie, but because I don't I don't really know what George intended with it, but that'll right. be cool to read. Um, and then after that, I am gonna read what was it's called I think it's called Splinter in the Mind's Eye. It was the original yes. sequel to A New Hope. Yep. Uh, so I'm excited to read that. And then after that, I'm going to get into the books that I just mentioned that were loaned to me. So I've got a lot of reading to do. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I I keep adding books to my shelf because they're either books that I've read or they're books that I know I really want to read. Um, but I'm still kind of holding out to just listen to them because mm -hmm. I can get through them so much quicker. Um, but there are some like collector's editions. Like I just picked up uh, a collector's edition of the original trilogy novels. Yep. Um, and so, you know, there's some stuff like that that I'll pick up that I haven't necessarily read yet, but I will at some point. Um, but for the most part, I'm pretty much audiobook only for now. Yeah, I've thought about getting into some audiobooks. Um, they're great. And sometimes they're cheaper than the actual paperback well, i've got a bunch of free ones through the library my, like the town's library oh yeah so, yeah i would do and that. i know thrawn i know the thrawn books in there but i just like to read the books physically it's I like a, it's like a hobby thing it like relaxes me i'm the opposite i could listen to a book and fall asleep no problem like i get super relaxed listening to the voices. isn't that a problem though Even you like, fall asleep and you'll miss stuff 
No, because you can. So with Audible, it's really cool. I'm going to plug Audible real quick. You can set it to stop at the end of the chapter. So it won't keep reading on and on and on, and then you forget where yeah. you're at. So, like, I'm in chapter nine, you know, let's say, and I'm listening to it as I'm going to bed. And then, you know, I wake up the next morning, and I'm like, crap, I don't remember what happened. Well, I can just restart chapter nine because it stopped at the end of the chapter because I had it set right. to end, you know. Or you can have it set to end. I think there are like time intervals as well. So like in 15 minutes and 30 minutes. So if you kind of know once you lay down, you know, how quickly you fall asleep, you can make it really easy on yourself and just set it to end whenever you want it to end. It should just know when I fall asleep. That would be nice, but that would be too much. Because I kind of, I'm, I'm a, I'm definitely a drifter. Yeah. Like once I start dozing, I know I won't remember anything, but I'm not like fully asleep yeah yeah yeah. i know what you mean it just it wouldn't work i have to just set a time and cut it off but yeah the thrawn books are fantastic if you haven't read them you're living under a rock and need to stop and come out and see the light like i have um because i was also living under a rock sound like a sit oh no i saw the light that's what i'm saying only a sith deals in absolutes I'm not dealing in an absolute. If You just said if people haven't I, read I it, think, they live under a rock. Well, here's a fun fact for you. That statement is an absolute. So is Obi-Wan a Sith? No. I think that no, statement no, was no, poor no, writing. No, 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 no. Obi-Wan said only a Sith deals in absolutes. That doesn't mean... That means his dealings are absolutes, not his words. No, his phrase, if he's saying no. that... I'm gonna. I'm gonna show you, you my source here. I think it was just. I think it was just poor writing. That's all I, I think it was. Because we did get a lot of cringy poor writing moments in the prequels. There's no question. About I don't it. think that that's a bad line. I, I I do. I do. I do. I do. Do or do not. There is no try. That's also an absolute. That's Yoda. Did Yoda say? I've never heard that quote before. Do or do not. Yoda, there is no Yoda try. said that. Are you sure? That is in Empire Strikes Back when he's training Luke. Yeah, I've never heard that line before. Dude, it's like they sell all kinds of posters with it, t-shirts. Who's Yoda? Like, all kinds of stuff. I'm not talking to you. This podcast is over. We're done. <laughs> I guess I'm not so essential, huh? <laughs> break, break up. Uh, break it up. We're just. We're done. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm over <laughs> this. I just can't. I can't with you right now. Dylan's. Dylan's listening to this, saying yes. It's my time. <laughs> he's getting his like Mandalorian helmet ready. He's like all, all set. No, he already had it ready. He's like that. You ever you ever play sports and you always stand by the coach, you know, ready to go with your helmet on just in case. No, because I was already on That's the field. <laughs> Not to brag or anything, but you had a great career. It was very short. My tearing your knee and shoulder will do that yeah. to you among multiple concussions. So it's a wonder I, I remember my name at this point. But anyway, so those are the books we're working through. Um, as always, if you guys want us to do book reviews, let us know. Give us some feedback because we are definitely open to the idea. We just have not really explored it yet, you know, to see if there's really an interest in that. So definitely let us know. Uh, Jedi Survivor comes out tomorrow, and I'm super stoked. I was kind of upset 
Wednesday because <laughs> I saw that I could download it and I was like so excited because I was like, oh, they must be rewarding me for like pre-ordering it. They're going to let me download it early. So I got home, like I rushed home Ooh. and I got to the couch, turned it on and started downloading it. And I'm like, all right, cool. So it's downloading. And I was like, well, I'm going to go do some dishes and like, you know, get the house tidied up so that when Penny gets home, I can justify being on the Xbox, you know, playing my new video game. And so I get all these chores done and I come back to the couch and it's still downloading. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just, you know, hang tight for a minute or two. And then it says ready to start. And I'm like, oh my God, this is it. I can't believe I'm going to get early access to this. This is what I get. Like, this is good karma. This is what I get for pre-ordering the game. So I hit start. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. And then I get this pop-up, like it pops up the loading screen. I'm like, oh my God, this looks beautiful. I'm so excited. And then it goes back to the home screen and gives me this little, this disclaimer that says, I'm sorry, you're trying to access this game before you have access. Uh, Please check online at Microsoft, you know, whatever.com to uh, see when this game gets released. And I'm like, oh no, you know, because they've got all these other content creators and everything that have all this special early access and. You know, I was thinking maybe I got special. Maybe they're letting me play it early. And uh, nope, I'm just... Maybe going. they thought you were a content creator. I ha- I have to wait early like everyone else. Yeah, but you know what? At least you don't have to wait tomorrow. You can. You probably That's can start true. right at midnight. That's true. Knowing you, you're about to I do could. that. Uh, actually, I wasn't until you pointed yeah. that out. <laughs> Have fun. No, I might. I might call out of work. Oh, I'm you sound about sick, it. Wade. Gross. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> At least one of us gets but, to play uh, yeah, it. So, Jedi Survive. I will let you live vicariously through me. Whenever I get on, I will call you or FaceTime you so you can watch my that gameplay. Sad. So, at least I'm at least I'm trying to include you in yeah, this. Yeah, I appreciate it. But I also got Lego BD1 cool. in. So I am super excited to put that together and display it somewhere. Um, Where, wait? But I've got space. I, I've reorganized and I downsized. I got rid of some stuff. I've been giving stuff out to friends who were like, yeah, I like this fandom or I like that fandom. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, here's something you might there like. There you go. Generous. Yeah, see? I it's It's a lot of stuff I don't want. <laughs> Like just stuff that's taking up space at this point, and I'm like, you know, it's cool, but it's not like my absolute favorite. I don't need it. Do you guys like it? And they're like, yeah, we love it. And I'm like, all right, it's all yours. Nice. There you, you go. It. So I have been clearing up space. I don't know that I have space for the BD one though yet because it looks like it's a pretty big model. Yeah. Like Lego you'll find set. room. So I'll have to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, I will. There's no question about that. I might have to hang it in between. Hang it from my, the uh, ceiling. I've got no. I'm not doing that. Not with BD one. I might do that with some of the ships to make them look like they're flying, but I don't want to make BD one look like he's just hanging. It's the force. Yeah, he's a droid. Droids don't use the well, force. The, somebody else has the force and is holding him. There's what I mean. Yeah, but then I have to stay in my room for the rest of my life, holding my hand out like I'm using. Nothing the force wrong with that. I'm not gonna do that. Nothing wrong with that. that. I gotta. I gotta support a family and my addiction. You can sell to tickets to get into the house and watch you hold BD One up. <laughs> oh, you never take your hand so down, bad. so nobody can prove it. So all of that said, 
we also have a giveaway to do. We uh, tweeted out last week and asked you guys to retweet a post where I had a brand new Cal Kestis and BD1 Funko Pop. And we said retweet this and use the hashtag Records of the Republic with whatever you're looking forward to most about the game. And that's not just limited to, you know, if you're getting the game or not. You could be excited for gameplay. You could be excited for storyline because we're going to get all those. There'll be tons of videos out there um, exploring all of that stuff. So we do have a winner. I did pick at random. And the winner is Plo Cool. Nice one one. That's the Twitter handle, PlowCool eight one one. Congratulations, my friend. We will be reaching out to you. Uh, actually, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait like a week and see if you listen to the podcast and <laughs> reach out to us. And then if you don't, I'll reach out to you and let you know. Hey, you won. Congratulations, my friend. But uh, yeah, so we'll be we'll be working on sending that out. We also have the Mando Bingo giveaway. Mike at Detention Block. Um, he ended up winning. So Mike, I am, I got your details, uh, your contact info. So we'll be getting something in the mail for you shortly. And we will let you know when it's coming out and uh, what the tracking number is. So you know how to kind of keep an eye out for it. Uh, also in related news, I beat Kevin. Uh, for those of you who did not see on the live stream, I beat Kevin at man. I don't Bingo. recall that. So. Kevin has to, uh, well, I've got three witnesses who are watching that say otherwise. (laughs) So Kevin now has to pick out some kind of Star Wars gift to send to me. Maybe it'll be Power Rangers (laughs) after your. He he gets to, well, that's fine. You know, if you want to send me something Green Ranger related, I'm not, I I will cry. I will. Um, I've got a couple of Green Ranger items currently as it is. Um, I want to get the the Hasbro, I don't think it's Black Series for them. Um, I forget what they call it, Power Collection or something like that. But it's essentially their version of Black Series helmet. I want to get the Green Rangers so badly yeah. um, and put it on display at some point. Speaking but, of Hasbro, you wanted to talk about Hasbro. Yeah, well, I found out it's not Hasbro. So I've got a I've got a gripe to pick with the micro galaxy squadron sets. Um, and I should have paid better attention. Like this was partially my fault. I, I think that my OCD is just annoyed by it, but Amazon had the millennium Falcon on sale for like 25 bucks and it's normally 50. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get it. So I got it and I started thinking about it after I started unpacking it and putting it together and, you know, putting it on a display And it comes with Han and Chewie, of course, Leia, and also Ben Kenobi. And that's a really weird setup to have for the Millennium Falcon. Because those four characters were never on the Millennium Falcon together at the same time. Ah, it's true. Leia never was with them. Leia was never there when Ben was there. Mm. So, you know, it would make sense to me. Like, Lego did a Millennium Falcon a while back. Um, it's not one of the, it's not the most recent one um, or most recent too. It was a while back, but they did one where it came with Han, Chewie, Ben, Luke, and Leia, and that excuse me that to me makes sense because you know you had 
four of those characters at different times all together on there. You had first with Ben, Luke, Han, and Chewie, and then you swap out Ben for Leia uh, when they pick her up from the Death Star. So that kind of made sense because you want sure. all of the figures to 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 play with and you know set up however you want, display however you want. But the Micro Fighters one really bothers me because now I've got Han, Chewie, Leia, and Obi Wan all sitting in the cockpit together, and it's like that never happened. Not once did it ever happen. So it's it's really bugging me, and I'm trying to figure out what I need to do if I need to get rid of one of the characters what I need to do. And I think the problem is really because they're trying to also sell Luke with his X-Wing. And so they're, they're not including Luke in this for that reason, I'm assuming, but it just, it really, really frustrates me. And what about R2 and C3PO? Like, I feel like they should definitely be in it as well. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I I don't know. I just, I don't know. I felt kind of weird to me. Yeah, it is. I, I, I'm with you. And then the other, like, I got the Razor Crest too, because it was about the same same cost. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get it because I love the Razor Crest. Like, anyone who knows me and has listened to the show, you know that I am a Razor Crest fanboy through and through. Like, coolest ship uh, in Mandalorian by far. Um, eh. But the, <laughs> the Razor Crest comes with Mando, with Grogu, and with Grief Karga. Which is also really weird to me because Grief Karga never rides on the Razor Crest, to my knowledge. Not that I can I don't remember. Think he did I don't think it was even like close. Right, like Cara Dune rode on it, IG Eleven rode on it, um, Quill rode on it. So any of those three characters would make sense to me. But why yeah, Grief Karga? Yeah, that seems kind of random. Karga never rode on. So when you're, you know, when you're marketing these toys as just ship collections why wouldn't you want to make it semi-accurate what is semi-accurate you know you well i mean you, I, I want it accurate you know i i shouldn't say semi-accurate you're right i should say i want it accurate like i want it to be the characters that have been on that ship i'm collecting the ship to display or play with or whatever and I want I want the characters that you're going to put with it to be corresponding and make yeah. sense. And I know it's like it's a it's a really mini problem. It's not something that's like ah, if you're going to be upset about it, don't buy it. Well, you're right. I probably if I'm really that upset about it, it's just something that kind of irks. You know, it's like that itch you can't scratch. You know, you just you can't quite reach it. That's how it is for me. It just it. It irks my OCD just a little bit, just enough to say something about it. So let's do better to whatever company is coming out with the micro galaxy squadrons. Let's like maybe apply our brains and knowledge of Star Wars just a little bit more. I'm trying to look and see who makes them and I I can't tell right off the bat. Yeah, I have no idea, but it just drives me nuts. You know what else drives me nuts? Twitter. (laughs) Dude, Twitter has been on something right now. Um, Or certain people on Twitter have been on something. And I know we've talked about this before, but Star Wars Theory is really starting to irk me. Like, he's really, really, really starting to, to drive me nuts. 
because he tweeted uh, the other day. He was like, "Hey Disney, how many more of George Lucas's characters are you gonna sideline and turn expletive uh, rhymes with witch? Uh, turn witch made to bolster your own new ones. I'm sick of it. Bring back Boba Fett. Bring back Obi Wan Kenobi. Bring back Luke Skywalker. Absolutely. That doesn't make any sense. Like it. It does. It doesn't make." A damn bit of sense, Kevin. Not a was damn bit. Was he not bit. crying when they brought Luke Skywalker back? No, he was finding no, something was to witch about. Crying. No, he's a he's. I, I don't know what he was doing, but to me, it just it doesn't make sense. All right, you want to pick on how they portrayed Luke in the sequel trilogy? That's fine. That's understandable. That's a creative difference. But to say that they didn't bring Luke back, you're an idiot. They brought Luke back twice for the sequels and then in Mandalorian. Well, I think his point is and the, then in, the uh, witchifying. I, but see, I don't get that. He wasn't witched. He wasn't a witch in Mandalorian or in That's Book of Boba saying. Fett. Like, I, I remember distinctly so it how doesn't make sense. loved when they did that. And I'm sorry, Obi-Wan Kenobi? What did, where's the argument there? Like, did he not beat right. Vader in the end? Yes, absolutely. So, and and Boba Fett, too. Like, Boba Fett has been a badass throughout Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Not once did I see any any time where I'm like, ah, he's kind of wimpy. Well, he wasn't. Like, the dude's yeah, a badass. I agree with that, but he, I don't, I think we can all probably agree that he wasn't as, like, ruthless as we thought he might be. No, but that's fine with me. I didn't dislike the way he portray they they portrayed him. He was still a badass. He still didn't back down from a challenge. He was a reasonable and honorable person. Yeah, like character development. Yeah, I'm gonna look up to that. Yeah, I'm totally cool with that. That doesn't bother me at all. So it's just a different direction. You know, I just, that's that's the thing that this fandom does a lot is if some if like if they take it in a different direction than what they thought it might be or what they hoped, it's. They're not going to like it. It doesn't matter what it is. Which drives me absolutely nuts. I mean, it drives me up the wall. And that's the reason, like, I really just, I can't stand supporting him. I don't really follow him. I see other Star Wars fans retweeting his stuff, and that's usually how I see his stuff. He's just um, a, he's a Lucas fanboy. Which, fine, like, let him... He's a negative Nancy, man. He gets his panties tied in a wad like every other release of something. What I get from him is that George Lucas... Let's say George Lucas had made the same character decisions. He'd be all about it. That's what I think. He's a a Lucas fanboy, and nothing Disney does will ever be great enough for him because it's not George Lucas. I just think he's a prick. But that's just me. So that was tweeted. And then I also saw um, some quotes about uh, from Tamora Morrison talking about not getting to be in Mando and how he was like, you know, I was waiting for the call. I thought it was going to happen and it never did. Um, He was like, you know, Mando took a couple pages out of my book. I thought, you know, I would be doing the same for his. And it was really weird to see him like that he's that be his response but i don't get that because here here's my thing like 
he first took pages out of Mando's book. Like, you can't argue that he stole the show for at least one or two episodes in Mando Season 2. Like, Mando Season 2, uh, Din Djarin kind of took a back seat in a lot of ways because we had constant cameo. We had Bo-Katan. We had Ahsoka. We had Boba Fett. And then we had Luke Skywalker. Like, we've had all these other characters that we're, like, super excited to see because we've seen them in other content. And so it's like he stole the show in that in that episode uh, where he, you know, ends up reclaiming his armor. That was all him. And then there were a couple other episodes after that where he was very heavily involved in the story. And it's like Mando didn't steal his show, in my opinion. I think Mando teamed up with him. Mando was like there was like maybe one episode out of the six where he was it was much more Mando and Grogu focused. but. We still got a lot of Boba Fett storyline in Book of Boba Fett. Like we got to see how he escaped and how he ended up living with the Tuscans and, you know, adapting to their culture and, you know, stuff like that. We got to see a lot of character development with Boba. Like so much. Yeah, I mean, I see so I my, see where people are coming from though cuz I mean, think about every, every I don't. well with Book of Boba Fett. I'm not talking about the I think most I think most of what you're saying is is spot on. But I mean people call the book of Boba Fett Mando season 2.5. Like and I think that there's that's warranted. He took two of the final three episodes. I loved them. You know, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. But my gripe with this whole thing is like homie, did you not read the script beforehand? Like you didn't know that this is where the show was going to go and I do think that maybe right. John should have given him a call, you know, let him know maybe if he really was just sitting there waiting. I think he probably deserves better than that. Um, but in terms of the actual content and story, I, I don't get I don't care. You know, like. You knew no, what you agreed I, I, to it, you knew what it was going to be. My my thing is it and we talked about this a little bit during the live stream it would have felt very forced and unnatural for Boba to show up in season three. Cause Boba Fett is not a Mandalorian. Like there's no debate about that. Does he have Mandalorian armor? Yes. Was it passed down by his family? Yes. And did Django belong to the Mandalorians? It's heavily debated. Um, but essentially yes, but Mando didn't grow up with any Mandalorian culture, or uh, Boba didn't grow up with any Mandalorian culture whatsoever. He grew up as a bounty hunter, like, with a gang of bounty hunters. He happens to wear Mandalorian armor, and as an extension, represent Mandalorians in a way, because a lot of Mandalorians did hire themselves out as mercenaries or bounty hunters at different times. But he has nothing to do with Mandalore, like, whatsoever nothing at all no connection to it no like familial ties no no childhood memories like that has nothing to do with him so you're asking for cameo for the sake of a cameo when it makes no sense and that's just flat and if they had done that you would have had people complaining about it yeah well you're always going to have people that's kind of my point something but it to me it's like I don't know. I just, I don't personally understand it. I loved Book of Boba Fett. I thought it was good up, uh, except for the space Vespas. Like, I loved everything. I, 
I don't agree with some of the things that I'm seeing, but I understand it. Like, I understand why people feel how they do about it. I just don't agree. I don't agree at all. I'm not saying that you're stupid for, you know, wanting what you want. But that's one of the, that's also one of the problems with going into shows with expectations is when you go in with an expectation of hoping to see this or, um, you know, see this character show up or see this event take place or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then it doesn't happen. Well, now you're upset because you didn't get what you were expecting. But if you don't like rural farm boy, fantastic mindset on this. And we talked about it again in the live stream. He doesn't go into anything coming out with expectations whatsoever. Um, he just goes in and watches them. And that allows him to enjoy it a lot more because when you don't go in with those expectations and, and predictions, then there's no level of disappointment in that regard. Um, there's no letdown factor. Now, that doesn't mean that the writers and directors may still make things, you know, take it in a direction that you may not have hoped for or, you know, expected. Um, but, you, you know, you may not like it, but at least you weren't going in expecting this and you got that. Yep, that I agree. Sense. So I think that's the way to go into it. You know, we can make predictions and have fun with it. Like Mando Bingo. We had a lot of fun making predictions. Majority of our predictions didn't come true. That doesn't mean I'm upset about it. I still beat Kevin. Like, I don't think Kevin had a single one. Did you? Did you no, have one, I mean, Kevin? I had some where it was, I had the right conclusion, but I was a bit too specific. But you were just yeah. too specific. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we have fun with stuff like that, but it's not going to make or break the enjoyment of the show, and it's definitely not going to make me upset that I didn't get half of the predictions I made, more than half. So, I just think Star Wars fans need to loosen up a little bit, maybe take a seat, and just try and enjoy it. And if you can't do that, maybe Star Wars isn't for you. Um, just throwing it out there. But so anyway, Twitter's been weird. Most of you guys on Twitter are fantastic. Like I am going to say that a lot of you guys on, on Star Wars Twitter, absolutely wonderful. But there are a couple of bad apples out there and uh, they're not fun to deal with. So also some of you guys on Star Wars, I'm just this is a little side rant. Some of you guys on Twitter who have these like super Star Wars accounts where you're like, 90% of the time tweeting Star Wars and then 10% of the time you tweet politics. Stop tweeting politics. I don't care who you are. I don't care which side you are on. Um, a lot of us don't want to see that. I don't want to see your political views um, left and right on my feed. Like, I followed you for your Star Wars content. If you want to do political stuff, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But create a political account or a personal account that you can use for that. When you're doing, like, majority Star Wars, just do Star Wars. Like, let's not bring politics into it. Because I think Star Wars is one of those things that could, in theory, unite a lot of people who disagree on a lot of other stuff. Because Star Wars is made up. Star Wars is imaginary. It's supposed to be a fun place where we can all come and enjoy a little bit of everything. Um, and when you start sharing stuff that's divisive, it just makes it not as much fun. So, I have started hiding tweets that are political posts, and then some of the accounts that have been, like, super overly political um, with a little Star Wars sprinkled in, I've just started blocking. Because I don't want to see any of that. 
on either side. I don't want to hear you talking about Joe Biden. I don't want to hear you talking about Donald Trump. I don't want to hear about either one of them. They're both old white guys who probably need to be in retirement homes. So just stop. As Michael Jordan would say, stop it. Anyway, that's my little rant there about politics. Uh, let's see. Kevin, what else do we have coming up? The most important. Tomorrow, I, I know you're going to go, but uh, I'm taking Zach to go see Return of the Jedi. That's in right. Theaters. Return of the Jedi comes 40th out this anniversary. Weekend. So excited about it. Super, super. It's my super favorite stuff. of the original trilogy. And see, that I didn't know. I actually, until you texted me that this week, I didn't realize that. I thought Empire nope, was I like, your favorite. I love Empire. I love A New Hope, but um, Return of the Jedi is my favorite. I think we need to have a an episode now that we don't have anything coming out. Well, we've got Vision Season 2, which we'll talk about. But once we've got one of those gaps where we don't have any shows coming out, I think we need to do uh, a tier Definitely. list rankings episode. Yeah, that would be, that would be great. Of the original trilogy, I think... Return of the Jedi is my favorite. Up until seeing Empire Strikes Back in theaters, Return of the Jedi was my favorite. Um, But that's because, like, growing up, I didn't watch Empire nearly as much at home. I I really just kind of rewatched Return of the Jedi on repeat and occasionally sprinkled in the other two, and then obviously the the prequels. Um, But Return of the Jedi out of the original trilogy was always my favorite for the longest time. but when I saw Empire a couple years ago in theaters, yeah, kind of changed my I, mind same a little effect. bit. I'm not 100% sure. It had sure. the same effect on me. Like, it was fantastic in theaters. And it was cool because I was telling my dad, uh, we were out the other day, and I was like, yeah, we're going to go see Return of the Jedi in theaters this weekend. And he was like, wow, I can remember seeing that in theaters when it came out. And it was truly awesome. Uh, which is the first time in a long time that Dad and I have talked Star Wars because he's not as into it as uh, me. That's cool. So it was kind of cool talking to him about it, but he was talking about how he didn't, because he, he's a military brat. His dad was in the Air Force, and I think he said they were in Germany when the original one came out and they weren't able to see it or something happened, but he got to see Empire and um, Return of the Jedi in theaters. Um, so that was pretty cool talking to him about that but yeah i'm just we're i'm going with my buddy zach um on sunday he bought us tickets to go sunday afternoon it's gonna be so, cool super super excited we're also going penny and i we're i'm doing a movie theater weekend tomorrow uh no tomorrow's friday uh saturday penny and i are going to see the super oh, mario cool. Bros. movie which i'm i'm pretty excited about i've heard like from all of my friends I've heard nothing but really good things about it. I mean, I would hope so. So Mario, you kind of, it's hard to have the wrong expectations for that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be another video game movie, but I've enjoyed the other, like I've enjoyed Sonic, the Sonic movies that have come out um, with James Marsden. And what was the other one that came out uh, semi recently? I feel like there was another Nintendo based video game. Uh, that came out recently. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Real quick, though, speaking of James Marsden, new show on Freebie called Jury Duty with him in uh-huh. it. 
hilarious show. (laughs) I strongly recommend it. Penny got me into that the other night. Like we started watching it. She was like, you got to check out this new show. And I was like, okay, what's it about? And she was like a jury, but it's like the office meets. And I was like, yeah. And so like, I started watching it and his character is fan. Well, his character as himself (laughs) is absolutely hilarious. It's a really good show. Like he, he, he perfect, perfect uh, casting. So I'm, I'm, excited to continue it i still need to finish the last of us yeah me too um we haven't gotten through all of that yet um and amongst all of that i'm also trying to rewatch the rebels arcs with uh thrawn in them so all the rebels episodes that include thrawn i'm trying to rewatch all of that before soka so not all at one time but just little here by there here and there nice well yeah anyways return of the jedi i'm really excited about it I think it'll be really, really cool so to see in, in theaters. Uh, Do you think they're going to be doing the original or the special edition? Uh, prob- probably the special. I don't think they'll do the original. I think it'll probably be the, with the edits. Which I'm not that That's upset about because you you know that one of my favorite scenes ever is the end of Return of the Jedi when you see young Anakin. Yeah, love that. Yeah, I know. I I think that's so. It's one stupid. of my favorite things. I remember as a kid rewinding that over and over and over again. I just thought it was stupid. It didn't make sense. It was, I, I was not a fan. I loved it. Yeah, every other edit I would have been fine with if they would have just left it as Vader when he died. Uh well, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think that he should have been a Force ghost at all. And I don't particularly love the explanation that they gave, but I mean, it's there. So no, I don't, I'll look at Hayden's beautiful uh, face. Hayden, I love you. It's not, it's not about you, man. It was, uh, again, it's a disagreement with the creator and director who is in charge of the creative decisions. Not nothing against Wade. You you know, better than George. I don't, I don't think you should be in it. Yeah, that's right. I am what I... <laughs> I I'm turning into that, which I <laughs> swore to destroy. I hate that line. It was bad writing. <laughs> exactly. Like the sarcasm, me. by the way. I love that scene. <laughs> Everything about it. I, I mean, I love the scene as a whole. I just thought the absolute line didn't make sense. That's all. Maybe if you think harder, you, you'll get it. No, I, I'm I'm going to disagree with it. That's the bottom line. I have set myself aside. I, I've, I've like set that line aside. I am. It's fine. I'll deal with it. It's not a huge deal. Like, it doesn't take. You're not going to write in and me. file a formal <laughs> complaint. <laughs> I'm going to start a petition to have, have George Lucas fired. <laughs> oh my gosh! Ah, good episode. Cool. Well, guys, as always, follow us on Twitter uh, at Records of the Republic. Um, You can follow us on YouTube now, Records of the Republic. We should have the live video, I think, loaded on there now. So that should all be set to go. So if you ever want to go back and rewatch our recap of Season 3 of The Mandalorian, check out on there. 
Uh, we will be doing another episode pretty soon here. Um, sometime in May, we have to figure out a date, and we will let you know when that's going to happen. I also know we're trying to do a live stream coming up here in the next week or two with Detention Block. So be on the lookout for those announcements. Um, should be a lot of fun. You can also hit us up on Instagram or Reddit, also Records of the Republic. Um, we might be doing a TikTok at some point soon. My wife said she'd be more than willing to help us manage that since I don't do any of the ticky talky stuff. I don't, I don't know how any of that works, but we figure we might give it Why a try. Not? See if we can be yeah. creative. Yeah. Have some fun with it. So Kevin, you got no, anything? Sir. Else you want to add? I'm, like I said, I'm very excited to go see Return of the Jedi. That's what's on my mind. Yeah. It's going to be such a good weekend, man. I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, it is. All right, y'all, may the force be with you, and as always, this is the way.